I need to remind you guys about my Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide, you can find the FIG Patreon where subscribers pay a monthly fee for early access, private and premium content, as well as access to the FIG Discord. £3, £5, £8 and £12 tiers, all with a 15% discount if you go for the yearly options and a load of people are enjoying it. Over 90 members so far and growing every week. Head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide for more info. Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org. And when the fun stops, stop. Hello and welcome back to the Fitcast Extra episode 47, back once again on Christmas Eve Eve, because obviously we didn't want to compete with your families and loved ones on Christmas Eve, although really and truly is there any competition for us, Panda? This one's really loud. You must know this one. No. You don't know this theme tune? No. It's Hulk Hogan. But I thought you I thought you'd have known that one. Well, I've never watched wrestling ever in my life, so why would I know that? Right. So that would be impossible for you to know <laughs> that. Even that or the Undertaker's one would be impossible. Yeah. Happy Christmas Eve Eve, everybody. Do you, do you agree? Would there be much competition if we released this on Christmas Eve? Do you think people would shun their families to, to listen to the Fitcast Extra? Uh, maybe if they're wrapping presents or putting carrots out for Rudolph. Mm. Um, how many how many reindeers can you name? I mean, you know, you look, fair enough, you don't know anything about wrestling. I can live with that and accept it. Reindeers, on the other hand... You know, you've I caught me cold, know. honestly. You've, I can't um, have done. You must know. Do you, first of all, do you know the mythological figure that comes down chimneys. Do you know what he's called? What, Santa? Yes, yeah, Santa yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's part one, right. So There's then, Rudolph, you know, there's another one with yeah. R, there's the female oh, one. Um, uh, there's a German-sounding one as well, isn't there? Oh, crikey. Yeah, there Go is. On. I, I, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll know them when I hear them, but I don't know them off the top of my head. Um, I won't be able to get all of them. <laughs> um, there's Rain Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Um, Dasher. Yes. he He's the fastest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Prancer. Yeah. Vixen. Donna. Yeah. Blitzen. But then I always get stuck at this point. I don't know the others, to be fair. So Dasher. So Rudolph, Donna, Blitzen, Vixen, Prancer, and Dasher. And there's two others, and I don't know who they are. Yeah, Cupid, Cupid. And what would the other one be? No, I don't know the other one, but someone, well, someone will comment or I could just Google it actually in a second. Who named them? uh, Hang on. I'm assuming St. Nicholas himself. (laughs) Is he the father? Does he father them? What what do you mean by that? Um, In this mythological world, has his sperm helped create them? (laughs) Or are they, or has he just adopted them? Well, they just, I guess, no, they're just pets, aren't they? That's like me asking if you've birthed your yeah, dog. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't... 
Yeah, that's true. Um, but I am the father of the dog, but not biologically. Yeah, that's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's quite was, different. Yeah, I didn't know if that, in that Lapland world, whether things like genetics don't really matter and anything goes. Anything goes. St. Nick can create reindeers, yeah. but... Uh, on its own um, as well, no, f- no need for eggs. Well, I'm assuming he borrowed one off one of the, um, the elves. Yeah. And suddenly, like, um, obvious, the obviously workshop. the, you know, intuition says that Santa and an elf having a baby equals reindeer, right? In in this magical yeah, Batman it, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And famous, uh, favourite couple of Christmas films before we... Uh, Are they? Home Alone is the classic. I don't yeah. I don't buy that Die Hard's a, a Christmas film, really. I'm, I'm a big fan no, of I, the elf, okay. though, as well. That's, that's a, that's a favourite of mine. I like those two. Yeah. Home Alone is my favourite. Uh, I'll always watch Big that, fan you know. of elf. Big fan of Elf. Yeah, Elf's an easy one to watch. I quite like Nightmare, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I don't cool. think I've watched that. Um, no, there's there's some good ones on there. We usually stick them on over the last week or two. They're kind of always floating around the house. Mm. Um, the Muppets. That's always seems to be on in this house. The Muppets. Oh, what's it called? I think it's called a Christmas Carol. Yeah. But it's the Muppets playing it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think. That's always on. But um, yeah. So how are you anyway? You're right. Good. I've come back home. Finished the Christmas shopping. Yeah. Back home. Yeah. I'm back home. Yep. I've come back home after Tier Four mm. was announced. Obviously. Uh, did you beat the Saturday deadline? Uh, I did ish. Yeah. You're right. I yeah. did ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's mad though. Actually, so my um, so as many people will know, uh, this slightly uh, tangential. Well, not really. But my my dad's a karate teacher, right? That's what he does for a living. And um, he was uh, under the old tier three restrictions, still allowed to teach people under certain circumstances or whatever tier we were in before, um, because they were, you know, he was still teaching at schools and stuff and and still teaching in his own in his own place. He uh, someone called him and said that they had been taught by him and they had been tested positive. He test he taught them last Thursday. And this person's housemate, who lives with that person, hasn't tested positive. And obviously, my dad hasn't shown any symptoms since. So one crazy thing, they, these two people live together. One has COVID, one doesn't, and they've been tested. Secondly, um, so we called our, our kind of local testing facility, whatever it may be, to see if my dad could get a test. And they were just like, no symptoms, no test. And I was like, wow, that seems very not good. <laughs> Wow, that's strange, mad, isn't it? That's mad. Yeah, with the new mutant strain around as well. Oh, have you have you done one of the tests? No, it's horrible. Have you? I done did. One? Um, mm. I did one of the self-administered ones. So I was um, very patriotically. I was, uh, you know, I was I was chosen by Imperial College testing um, to do like one of wow. their testing uh, things to see mm. how, how, like you know. I think they were trying to see what areas were most uh, COVID hit, and yeah, I did it to myself, and it was horrible. Absolutely disgusting. That's <laughs> wow! I, I just—it's horrible. You got it. You got to get it right to the back of your throat, and then you got to get it right up your nose. And it's yeah, just, but pe- it's people think that your nose leads to your brain, but it doesn't. It just goes, it wraps around and leads to your throat. Wherever it leads to, mate, it was fucking clapped. All right, it was right. horrible. Okay, some people like that feeling, but others don't. Fair well, up their nose all the way. I don't think anyone <laughs> likes the feeling of having something shoved Look, up I your can't nose. comment on that. Do you know on jeans as well? I've just seen a tweet here. Genetics, on, right? Not no, sorry, wear. denim jeans. We're switching. Oh, denim. Um, on denim jeans, you know you've got a little square pocket inside yes. the other pocket. Yeah, what's yeah, yeah. that for? I don't know. Um, That's bizarre, isn't it? What did I used to keep there? I used to keep a pound coin or a condom. <laughs> I don't know, like a yo-yo. What Condom's can I... more of a wallet job, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, a yo-yo. 
I'm just looking here at what it could be. And people are saying it's for cocaine. Yeah. It's for your drug bags. Um, drug bags. There's a tweet here. Oh, someone saying a, drug bags, a lighter. Um, Lighter's a bit long, though, isn't it, for that pocket? Yeah. I'm not a smoker and I don't, um, you know, I don't really have lighters in my hands very often, but no. it seems quite long. Well, that's really bizarre that. what that pocket's for. If anyone knows, let me know. Um, how did you think last week went? Good show? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was difficult at times because it was kind of like i felt like we could have spent 30 minutes on each point with khan and there were certain bits that just weren't kind of like getting across if that makes sense the understanding of it from from his perspective Uh, especially i think when you were trying to explain how fi book revenues yeah that um, just felt clumsy i remember thinking i mean it's the type of thing that i I have written out in front of me but explaining it virtually isn't very clear and so that would be something really good to sit down not that can't be willing to, or anyone would, because it's probably quite boring, but to sit down in a room and have that on a slideshow and take it step by step and tra- transaction by transaction, I think that's quite interesting. Um, but, yeah, and quite I thought the, the bit on remuneration in terms of oversupply, I just thought like it was so tough to kind of explain what I wanted to say at that point. And I think yeah. like I had this conversation with Dunwell after and he was like, I feel like we really didn't hammer that bit home. And I think I was speaking to him after and I was like, well, to Dunwell after and I was like well you know we actually mentioned something there that we should probably like double or triple down on and that was um for example uh Tesla share splitting issuing more shares and the price increasing um and oh, also yeah. the fact that like you know again people will know that I, I I keep saying I have like a crypto background not really I used to produce like quite a big crypto podcast like the two market leaders in that in that instance bitcoin and ethereum bitcoin has a cat supply but it's supply is still increasing ethereum has technically an unlimited supply when those prices fall they're not taken out of circulation there's just still more of those assets going around and you're not guaranteed to be remunerated on on any point at any price point if that makes sense so i just i just don't really buy it because i think one of the things he said was like you could have just have unlimited shares but not really because at every price point there is a cap that fi know that there will be that level of shares on at a player that's issued from one pound to ten pounds ten pounds 15 15 to 20 pounds so based on this issuance curve that we actually haven't seen yet unfortunately sure sure but like mm. behind the scenes they will know that yes they, they would point, there'll be a certain amount of shares so don't really buy it like you know I, price I did, goes down yeah isn't isn't against supply like in other markets <coughs> we see prices go down oh, and the supply of shares isn't always the supplies of assets isn't um isn't kind of uh, isn't kind of reduced, so it doesn't really make much sense to me. It was, but nonetheless, I have to say, thank not that can't be listening, but good of him to come on. It was a good yes. chat. Thank God for Dunwell. There's a quote from Dwight Eisenhower that I've got here, which is always try to associate yourself with and learn as much as you can from those who know more than you do, who do better mm. than you, who see more clearly than you. And Dunwell is one of those people. <laughs> Along with probably half a dozen, if not a dozen more in the community. The sweeper, that I, that's what I, we call him. The sweeper, the mop who I try to learn as much as I can from. So thanks to Dunwell. I wonder if Dunwell will be listening to this. I think he, he does. He's a big yeah, listener. He's a big listener, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I re- I feel gutted, actually, because I haven't listened to SOTDs yet. And obviously oh, wow. people are saying that was brilliant. And I will listen to it tonight. But It's really good. Um, I have to say, I know a lot of people were sick of me plugging the Patreon, but we do the, the Patreon only bit of content. Uh, yeah for like five ten minutes each episode and his was like the funniest by far so far i think he slagged off about six or seven people um 
I slagged off a couple of people in the Discord as well, which was even funnier. So yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Graphics got it. Oh, he got it in the neck. Yeah. Aaron GFX got it right in the neck. Yeah, um, yeah. He, I said he, he said he refused to rebrand. He's he's old school and staying with, with his, his cash ball. Yeah. Yeah. He will yeah. never move. No, no, no. 10k followers, 20k, 100k, doesn't matter. He's got the the image. Another couple of things, just before we get into the Go questions, because questions only. A couple of really uh, good bits. Well, of... this is turning out to be not questions only, isn't it? Well, it, yeah, but the good couple of pieces of intel for the community here um, around the beds that we sleep in. And I was actually going to tell oh, right, this okay. last week, but never got around to it. So, um, <laughs> number one, wearing socks in bed, right? No. Right, okay. Well, we should be doing it, okay? Because Why? it increases blood circulation to our feet. It enables blood vessels to vasodilate, which is widen. So heat dissipates quicker. Um, therefore, your core body temperature falls quicker as the heat exits through your feet. And that leads to optimal sleep because your core needs to be cooler to sleep. I've actually found it. Have, I don't so, know. You, you remember you your are. city days, city days, right? Yes. You get, you get back from work and yeah. you're just exhausted and you're fully clothed and you lie down on a sofa or, or bed and you actually yeah. feel more comfortable than you would be like nude or in your there pajamas. There you go. There you go. Isn't it weird? So, so there's something in that for people. So if you do wear socks in bed, not for necessarily lovemaking, that's a different argument. I'm talking about pure <laughs> sleepage here. So that's that's wearing socks. And then the other thing is... I've got a mate just on that on, subject on, who... On, yeah. I mean, uh, like sock, sock subject. He, yeah. It's really weird. Whenever he's in socks... One of his socks seems to be like halfway down his foot. Yeah, he needs those. Um... No, no, but like it's it's weird because it's oh, it's always on. halfway, you don't mean down, halfway his foot. down his calf. Do you? You mean hanging? No, off? no, no. I mean, oh, like it's just kind of hanging off his his toes, but only has on he... one foot. And is that has is that foot like a pig trotter? No, very no, narrow. It's, it's, a, it's a normal foot. He just, it's a, it's it just kind of slips down. It kind of slips down, and he kind of he just pulls it down a bit more. And we're we're always <sighs> like, "What are you doing, mate?" Very bizarre. Very bizarre. He's yeah. a bizarre bloke, to be fair. Sounds it, yeah. And and the other thing is, if you go on rich TikTok, the people that are generally... Rich TikTok? Well, people that are successful seem to be in the habit of creating these silly TikTok videos about, I always wake up at 4am, do my morning yoga, go for a run. You know, this really unrealistic way of living that apparently you need to do to, to be rich. And um, anyway, they also say about making your bed, how important making your bed is first thing in the morning, because psychologically, if you achieve that task, it gives you a, a bit of momentum boost to achieve more tasks. And let I me, do I'm that just, every morning, mate. Well, you make your bed. Bed's made, yeah. Well, let morning. me just tell everyone here that it's uh, it's wrong to do that. And again, this is, this is something, this is groundbreaking research from the science journal I have here. Um, making your bed first thing in the morning traps must, uh, dust mites. Dust mites thrive in moist environments. So making your bed first thing actually traps the moisture. And actually one and a half million of these uh, dust mites can survive. They leave excretion, they multiply, and that causes allergies and asthma. The best thing to do is leave the duvet off the bed, go and have your shower, brush your teeth, have breakfast, then come back up and put it on. You need to dehydrate them. Right. So can there I, you go. Can I just add to that, right? Yeah, okay, sure. People are going to think I've got such weird mates at this point, but one of my housemates, up until about last week, he's been working in bed, like the whole day. So he, he gets up, yeah. opens his laptop, he, yeah. he works in his yeah. bed, probably yeah. sweats overnight, just yeah. stays in his bed yeah. and works there that yeah. whole time. So that's, so that's the equivalent of having like a mass orgy with dust mites. <laughs> and, and whether he knows he's doing that, I don't know. But I suggest he does. And he's getting some tingling feelings. And 
allergies are spreading, asthma into his lungs, he's bathing in their excretion. I think there's something more to that. So um, At the end of the day, it's not good, is it? I Just get up, air it, go and have some Cocoa Pops and then come back to bed. You just need to leave it to dehydrate them. It needs to get into the living room. See, I'm not a big sweater overnight. That's well, we all, we all do, though, whether you think you're not. We just, there is moisture in the bed. Even mm. if you don't wake up dripping with buckets of sweat, you you just do, you do leave moisture in the bed. That's quite um, a, ha- a hairy-backed man. Do you do you find that mm. you're quite sweaty? Not really, no. No, I've got quite good uh, pores, quite good glands. So, <laughs> um, and the room I have is very cold. I mean, I leave the window open generally. Okay. So, um, so that was, that. so that's a couple of pieces from Science Journal. Um, I've also seen here, they've released The Guardian, their top, 100 to number 10 footballers the top yes got, so the top 10 are missing but they've released 11 to 30 today i just right. wanted to find it actually to see who was in the top have you seen it let me just bring i it saw that jack Grealish was 59th right let shall i just read to you very quickly 11 to 30 yeah go on just for you know because we're in the football index habit right number 11 uh joshua kimmich actually yep. let me do reverse order 30 to 11 i think right 30 timo Werner. Yeah. Uh, 29, Jaden Sancho. 28, Jan Oblak. That might be a bit low for him. 27, Sterling. 26, Allison. 25, I disagree with massively, is Latan. He's not wow. the 25th best footballer in the world, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, um, I don't think 24 is. I'd be interested if you agree with me here. 24, uh, Chiro Immobile. Immobile. <sighs> is he the 24th best footballer in the world? I think... I I mean, he's had a fantastic year. Yeah. But I don't think he's the 24th best footballer in the world. 23rd, Alfonso Davis. Fine. 22, Son from Spurs. You know, hard to do. Fine. Uh, 21, Bruno. Yeah. 20, Harry Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 19, Lukaku. Again, I think you can argue Lukaku maybe could be 30 to 35. That is is ridiculous. I can live with him being there based on... Lukaku, 19th. Ahead 19th, the head of Kane, Bruno, Son. Even against... Well, I mean, he scored less goals than him. Immobile. Yeah, to be fair, that is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw his name, I understood that. But yeah, to be fair, number 19 is wrong. Um, 18 is Trent, you know, yeah. Um, 17 surprises me, Thiago. <sighs> I mean, he had a fantastic season. His ability, he did. It's just a quick... I this is, these, are, these are these lists that are good pub chat because I don't quite know the criteria yeah. that you're basing it on. Okay, so you can accept that. Okay, I'll fine. I'll accept it. Um, 16, Serge Gnabry. Yeah. I, I thought guess the, he With the was season the, he had. I think he was probably the best wide player in football. Okay. Well, like that uh, ex- apart from yep. Neymar, maybe. Yep, yep, fine. Uh, 15th, Manuel Neuer. Um, 14 is surprising again. Uh, Thomas Muller. I, do you know what I thought he was finished about like 18 months ago yeah yeah and he's done exceptionally well since so I mean play. I mean Bayern Munich are dominating these charts because of their Champions League success yeah uh, 13 Sergio Ramos it's uh-huh. high it's it's high but uh, I can accept that number 12 I now 12 and 11 I think are well deserved number 12 Karim Benzema right just think absolutely I mean he's just playing Elite out of this world football. and number 11 Joshua Kimmich yeah probably the great the, the best central midfielder in Europe at the moment mm. so 12 and 11 yeah generally agree with those a few surprises in there few few weird ones I mean we're gonna the, the one that will jump up the most I think 
is probably number 37, Jao Felix. Yeah. He's got potential yeah, yeah, yeah. to jump massively. He's the one. Just I think he's had a fantastic it. season. This, but quite a good list, actually, of so players, far. though. So we'll yeah. see what, who's missing. Who's going to be 10 to 1? Who are we missing here? <laughs> well, we've got... We've got Lewandowski. We've got, we've got Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, right. Neymar Mess- and Mbappe. That's five. Okay, that's five. Yep. <laughs> Tricky, isn't it? Neuer? Well, we have Mane and Salah. I was going to say those two, but I just started thinking Bayern. Like, just naturally started thinking no, Bayern. And I, I thought think Neuer Liverpool win the Premier down. League. You've got to have their two wide forwards in. I think one I, of those I think two it, might be there. So I think it will be... So top ten. So you've named five. Messi, Neymar, Ronaldo. Lewandowski, Mbappe. I think those five are going to be there. Those five are locks. Then you've got Mane and Salah, I think, are locks. I think Neuer's a lock. No, Neuer, I said, was number 15. Wait, Neuer's 15? I didn't yeah, hear yeah. that one. Yeah, Manuel Neuer's okay. 15. So, so no more Bayern players, really? Uh, no. So we've got Lewandowski. So yeah, we've named seven and we've got eight, nine and ten to go. Three hmm. players that are missing on this list. I can't think who's missing here. <sighs> Mate, I'm loath to bring up Football Index because it'll... Um... <laughs> Make your eyes hurt. <laughs> it'll give Yeah, make my eyes hurt and it'll give it away. So who I'm going to have to see... that are going to be in that? Oh, Kevin De Bruyne. He hasn't appeared yes. yet. Yes, so that's So eight. that's number eight. Um, so we've got two... Van Dyke. Oh, good shout. He's not appeared yet. So Nine. Van Dyke will be in there as the best centre-back in the world. And then so number missing... ten. I don't think we'll get that. Have you mentioned Robertson in the... Robertson's the number the 36. 60? Yeah, but he was not never going to be top ten. No. Henderson's already been... He's 33. Mm. Um... There's someone obvious. Yeah. But we shall leave that and come back to it, I think. Or just leave it to someone else. Just trying to think of the big clubs in Europe, right? So PSG have got two of them, Mbappe, Neymar. City have got De Bruyne. And that would would be it for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't think of anyone. Barca, Madrid, Inter, Juventus we've done, Bayern, Dortmund we've done. Who's that? Someone's, someone oh, might... I know who it'll be. Erling Haaland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's got to be, right? Be. Definitely. Be. He's not appeared yet. There we go. There we go. That's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And Sancho at 29. Probably on current form is fair, <laughs> if not low. <laughs> but he's done, he's done well to stay in the top 30, considering <laughs> I was gonna say, the league probably, form he's had. It's probably kind, yeah. Otherwise, um... it would have been. But anyway, okay, fine. So we better get on. <laughs> Sugar. We'd better get onto these questions. Did you also do you have a geographical um geographical like um map of the world which shows who's listening? Uh I can kind of get it up, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'd just be interested to see my, my friend in Hong Kong, is he the only listener? But it doesn't matter. Uh, you, can, you can message me later about that. I'm I'm gonna have a look at the map right now. Right, you should be able to find one dot from Hong Kong. I'll be interested. See if it appears. Uh, 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 He's always messages me after the show, so I just wondered if there was any other listeners in Hong Kong. <laughs> Because they could meet up, you see. So I've got, I've got on my metrics here, I've yep. got 169 downloads in the central and western district of Hong Kong. Hundreds? Wow. That's more <laughs> and, than just And him. then I've got, I've got some in the islands district as well. <sighs> right. Some in K- Kowloon City. Oh, that's over the drip. We, I've got a funny story about a mate that went to see a woman in Kowloon Bay. Uh, which I'm not going to share on 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 uh, on air, but I know that area. 
And then I've got a few <laughs> in Toon Wan District, yeah. the Eastern District, and the Sai Kung District as this well. This is unbelievable. Yeah. I thought he'd be the only one. So they maybe spread it to friends or... Um, there we have it. He kind of listened to every... Oh, well, I'm going to get them to have a FIGCAST extra party over in Hong Kong one, day, one, one week. <laughs> We need There's to find enough who of else them there. there is. Yeah, he there needs must to be some travelers, right? There must travelers, be some travelers probably a handful of them, but maybe in his office he spread it around. There's some football fans. So, if you guys are looking for a last-minute Christmas present, theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig two pound forty nine a month. Yeah, very good. It's a solid present. If you're if you're if you're one of those like Panda who's like clutching at straws last minute, hasn't done his Christmas shopping, then yeah. there you are. Mm, I've um, got to go tomorrow myself. Oh, also, oh. can I? Wish go on, I, go on. I forgot it yesterday. Wish Uncle Richard a very happy birthday for yesterday and send him my Oh love wow, over. happy yeah. birthday to uh, you, do you also the fans some facts on um on Dangerous Islands? Um I think I covered it last was it not last week I covered it. Ramry Island with the um with the saltwater crocodiles. Yes, feasted yeah, yeah, you on did, humans. You did, you did, and you did. Uh, Monkey Island in Libya is the other one you where did. it's like Planet of the Apes. If you turn up there, you will get ripped apart by these um chimpanzees. <laughs> It's a very dangerous area, yeah. So those, you, you, yeah, you wouldn't want to go. There. I, don't know if I've got too, I don't know if I've got too many listeners down there. <laughs> no, not, not in Libya, no. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so. Well, let's in, see. Uh, I mean, if you have, they could take us on a tour of Monkey Island. No, I don't. No, not in Libya. No, nothing in Lebanon Libya. and Liberia and Latvia and Laos, apparently. Laos, oh, I'm quite big in Laos, I've heard. <laughs> uh, people cruise up the rivers there on their little donuts listening to me. I heard I'm quite big out there, so... <laughs> I can categorically tell you you're not. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. Oh, good. Right, go on. Go on. Me- M- underscore MCR underscore ABC. Merry Christmas to you. This is a good account, actually. Knows his Manchester City stuff very, very well. Anyway, Merry Christmas, lads. Despite current returns, will price volatility put new traders off in 2021? When I joined, studying the price graphs gave me confidence as they showed a general rising tide reflecting a growing platform with dips traced back to on-off field events. That isn't the case now. That is not the case now. Yeah. I. So do you think that volatility essentially would put new traders off? Well, yeah. I mean, look, if you joined in September, if you joined right like two weeks ago and you bought a player, they win the payout or payouts plural and they go down i think a payout doesn't necessarily mean a player should go up but if it's happening on multiple cases and if one event isn't triggering price rises i think it's very hard for those people to kind of stay there with their hard-earned money yeah do you agree with that i think yeah i think the volatility would put people off yeah yeah, I think when it's this, you, you'd like some inefficiency in the market, as I've said many times, and you do need that, of course, and that's where you make money. But when it's this volatile and it's jumping around all over the place, I think it would put off. And also when it's jumping, jumping about with little money, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think, um, and also you look at, you know, uh, people are looking at it from the outside and looking at the graphs, it doesn't paint a very pretty picture. Um, no. And some brand damage has been done there. So generally, I agree with your point, MCR ABC. Right, over to you. Um, I've got a question here from the Fig Discord uh, FIT sixty nine. I'm assuming Fig is yet to pass his driving test. He would be correct in assuming that. But what vehicle or vehicles do you both currently drive? So this is obviously a question directed at you, Panda. 
current current yeah. uh, current toy? Uh, I drive a BMW X3 M Sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. X3 M Sport. Yeah, with uh, I don't know what the color is on the outside with cream interior. Let me bring it up. Sport. I'm not a big motorhead, so I'm just kind of no, I don't, this up. six, six, seven, six. Nice, seven. it's you know stylish, but also practical space for the family. Yeah, six, seven thousand miles on the clock. Yeah, decent, decent. So yeah, um, okay. Uh, Alan Cooper, Merry Christmas, Al. Uh, Merry Christmas. He Al. hasn't been on for a while, is he? Your show? No, he hasn't. Right, we need to address that. Maybe you come on with me. Uh, what do you make of FI IPOing the likes of Rayner? Oh, this is a good topic. Rayner, Pedri. And Makoku in a serious market slump with no liquidity and under the old system. So there's two attacks that are going on. What? <laughs> dual do attack there. I. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's. Uh, I think it's a bit of a nightmare that. Um, they're, they're definitely in between a rock and a hard place because the longer they don't do it and the more Makoko, Reina and Co score, the more embarrassing it is for the platform. And at the same time, they probably want to mint them at higher prices and, and actually launch them on the platform at higher prices. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't think it's in FI's interest to do this now because they're probably not making that much money from it. So I question, like, I just, I question it a lot, but I, I think it probably shows that the kind of bidding system is probably quite far away. And I think that they think probably that if they're going to push out a product where the main USP is finding the big thing before they're a big thing and they don't have the next big things on the platform, it's a, it just doesn't really work. Oh, I'm lost with it, Al. Um, I don't know what to say, really. I thought with um, Diallo, you needed to get him on ASAP because he could win some media and he was actually arriving to Man U. So I kind of understood that IPO, but I thought they'd keep back a few of these like big guns. These are the premier IPOs that yeah, like these are the jewels in the crown. These were the ones that I was waiting for. And most people are stars in the making. And I thought they'd keep some of those back for the Dutch auction system. Um, but clearly that's months away. Another area, sadly that slipped. So, yeah, I, d- I don't know. You may as well throw them on in some ways. I mean, I don't think yeah. prices can get that much lower. Just load them all up and, and just get them on. I um, I don't know. Yeah, kind of left scratching my head a little bit, I'm afraid. So I can't really... Yeah, um, it's very not tough sure. to understand. I mean... I'm sure there is logic. Uh, well, yeah. mate, I- I'd like to think so. And I'm sure there is. Whether they wanted to book some extra revenue... Uh, for Q4. For Q4 and just... But again... They're only getting fifteen, twenty thousand to pop on these it's players. Nothing. So it's peanuts compared to what they're paying out per day. So I don't even think it's that. It may just be a case of finishing the platform off, which is we saw goalkeepers in July and we've seen the premier talents in the world, you know, in December. So I'm not I'm not too sure. I think maybe just product finishing is the answer there. Hmm. Um, difficult. Yeah, very difficult. Uh, yes, your one, your choice, your go. Uh, FI guy brush here from the Fig Discord. Without intervention, the prices on FI currently in a death spiral to near zero. Mm. Or do you think we'll find a reasonable bottom of market at which the current mm. mechanics are viable? I think. I think every day buyers are turning into sellers, and I think rational money is turning into irrational money. Well, actually, I shouldn't label it irrational money actually because it, it's proven not to be because you can always buy back cheaper. So the bottom isn't zero, that's for damn sure. But people, as they add risk to the platform and the risk that attaches to their valuation, it's reducing 
the prices they're comfortable paying. Mm. So, you know, I thought we might see a bottom for Sancho. What did I say? Was it £4.50 on the graph or £4.4? Mm. Um, obviously, yeah, it's gone about a pound lower than that. There was there was some extra resistance at £3.60, £3.70 yesterday. So where is it? I mean, look, I'd be very surprised if it went below £3, but again, I, hard to say because things are yo-yoing and there's there's just people every day wanting to, to take bits and pieces out. So the bottom isn't zero for damn sure, but it, it could be... Th- we might have seen it might have been three pounds really hard to time which is why people advise phasing deposits in or buyers into the market hmm. in, a, in, a, in a falling market but only one person ever gets the bottom yeah it's tough it's it's such a it's a difficult market to maneuver it really is yeah i mean t- to me you know fi charlie i don't think you mind saying he was saying that he would value players Worst case, it'd like payback within two years. So what are they going to return dividends-wise in two years? Someone else might decide actually they want payback on their investment in a year. This used to be 10 years for some people, eight years. And I think that time span is shortening every day or every week. And that's that's because of uh, confidence in the company. Correct, correct, correct. Um, FI Wall Street here for you, Fig. Uh, Who would you have playing live at your Fig Christmas party? Would you be willing to pay the high fees demanded by Katy Perry, or hope Louis Tomlinson <laughs> would play for free as a fan of the if a fan of the index? He says Mary Pegmas. And he's I... some, got quite nice pegs here actually, with like Christmas <laughs> decorations on. Look homemade. I reckon. But... I reckon Louis would be the man, wouldn't he? It'd be rude not to have him. Louis would have to be the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm afraid we'd be trait. It'd be traitor like, wouldn't it, or snaky to not have Louis playing for us? Yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Um, can it happen? It's going to be challenging, but it's not impossible. Is it impossible? No. Certainly not impossible. Do I know someone who knows someone? Maybe. You know? Yes. Yeah. Could yeah, it happen? Yeah. Potentially. You'd never say never in this world. Never say never in this world. Right. In this balmy FI upside down world. Yep. Your question. Oh, God. Old man FI. Fuck's sake. How long does Arteta have left before they switch it up? How right. does it make Fig feel when mm. Arsenal fans are engaging in discussions about relegation? And he says, for transparency, I absolutely live for it. And then he says, I hope you both have a fantastic Christmas and a wonderful new year with your family and friends. Thanks for the amazing content and discussions in what has been a very challenging year for mm. me. So mm. being a FI ambassador, trader and Arsenal fan, it's been tough for me, mate. I mean, year. it can't be worse, can it? <laughs> Arsenal and FI, everything you've touched has basically turned to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone from everything I touch turning to gold to everything I touch turning to like proper diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's literally gone, isn't it? It's like slipped oh, through your fingers. I just, I just Arsenal and FI, they probably isn't a worse combination this year. <laughs> <laughs> um what can you even say? So you go from you go from winning the FA Cup to, yeah. to this in in what? Uh when we was that in August? Yeah. So four months. I just I it's beyond disbelief really. Like, I mean, let's talk about happened. what's going on. I mean, tactics aside, but I'm more tactics concerned aside. around you know, the red cards, which look to be I think nine versus three. So <sighs> is there an issue there in terms of discipline? Um the rumours around him not talking to Luis, uh Saliba, um Lacazette seems to be some some sort of grumbling voices. Um Aubameyang as captain. And his XG has been dropping for the last three years. Um, I guess Arteta, we can't 
very hard for us to attack anything tactically does potentially, but I'm slightly anxious around just the man himself and the management and, and the culture he's creating. And maybe it's harsh because he needs a lot of time to turn it around, but it doesn't seem to be a happy camp, does it? And it no, seem to be a... the issue is right. Though, Panda is when you instill a, or try to instill a culture of obedience, kind of strict, very structured, like Pep did when he joined City, and you have a third to half the squad who know there aren't going to be there in 18 months. It's very hard to get them on board. So if I look at Louise, Mustafi, Socrates, Ozil, all... Uh, uh, Ozil's the other one. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all... Popular in the dressing room, apparently. Six months left on their contracts. But who's he popular with? He's popular with the other blokes that are that are about to leave or know that mm. their time is up, isn't he? Like he's best mates with Mustafi and and uh, Kalasnac, right? Mm. Mm. Their futures are on at Arsenal. So I, I would say popular in the dressing room, yes, but he is popular with also those that are also going to leave. So you've got about like four or five players there that their contracts are running out and you've got Ceballos, for example, who's on loan, who I don't think is going to be uh, made a permanent addition. You've then got players that have got 18 months left. So Lacazette, Kalasinac, um and a few other, uh, Eddie Nketiah and a few others. So I think there is a wholesale like uh, changing the guard that needs to happen from an Arsenal perspective. And I think um, it's been quite unlucky. I think um, Arteta with, with, for example, Thomas Partey, who looked fantastic against United. Um, the only 90 minutes he's, he's finished, really, <laughs> we, we, we won um, and, and he's gone off. So I think from a player standpoint, it's bad. From a structural standpoint, if you think about what Arsenal have done in the last three years, they've basically had three different exec leadership changes so we went from Wenger and Gazidis to Gazidis, Raul, Sven Mistletat, uh, Husfami and Unai Emery those five from those five we have literally gone to Unai Emery uh, not Unai Emery Mikel Arteta, Edu and uh, Tim Lewis who is the family lawyer of the the Kroenks who's playing as kind of like a non-exec director role I suppose and then we've got Vinay who's the who's the kind of operations CEO like the, the company CEO um and now I think like you have to, you have to, there needs to be someone who, because there's basically not been someone since Wenger to basically take a very long term view on the club. And I think they need to bring someone else uh, and else in to do that, whether it's a, a Ralph Ragnick or, or, or a proper sporting director type who, who leads those footballing decisions, really, because I think Arsenal are invested so much in Arteta now. If he gets sacked, I think Edu probably needs to leave as well. And, you know, what company is going to sack their essentially CEO and COO um, like six months after getting rid of the whole exec board and 18 months after or 24 months after getting rid of... It's probably a touch the, early, the, but how many more results can he go without a win? Because uh, they just get to a point where it's... I think... Chel- I think Chel- I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you that's, know, everyone's got that breaking point. Is it another five, six games without a win? I think maybe? it's the run after the Chelsea game. I think there's... Uh, four very winnable fixtures there for Arsenal. I think if if we came out of that with like anything less than six or seven points, yeah, nine there's points. four games here for Arsenal, which are Brighton away, West Brom away, Crystal Palace at home, Newcastle home. So that's these 12... are relegation six pointers, mate. Well, yeah, but, I mean Brighton have been really underperforming, haven't they? As they probably always do with Potter, and then West Brom with Big Sam will know how to set up and play um, Arteta. Crystal Palace at home, tricky. At home, that's quite a tough game. I mean, they're counter-attacking. Yeah, they're they're bad good. against Liverpool, but they have Ezzy and Zaha 
and Benteke was scoring goals and they've got something about them. Newcastle seems to be a bit of a gimme at the moment, but yeah, 12 points there. Arsenal probably would expect seven or eight, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think, Otherwise it's trouble, uh, I think. I think when I look at, like I was watching last night, right? This is an Arsenal podcast, by the way, but do you think you'll beat uh, Chelsea? Uh, no. Okay, so you think that's another loss? I think that's at best a draw if we're lucky. Okay. Um, but I mean, I look at what happened last night with uh, Runison, who I, I actually think I'm a better goalkeeper than. Um, I don't know if you saw the goals go in. Um, the worst goalkeeper mistake I've seen live on telly or, or in the crowd. But I think that uh, if I look at like the only player or a few players who really looked like they cared in, in Martinelli, played well. I thought he was exceptional. Um, Arsenal basically... like if they are going to give Arteta time, they need to get rid of all the players that aren't on board and basically replace them with with youngsters or players that are on board. And it, We're going to move on to the next question because yeah. people will be getting upset with this. But is it fair to say Oli now is putting a bit of distance between him and Lampard and uh, Arteta? Uh, I, I think people have walked... I, th- I mean, Chelsea came I top of you... their group very comfortably. Yeah, but Oli finished above them... Yes, like last year. And, you know, I don't think, I think Chelsea have only got one win now against clubs in the top eight, like this season, or maybe not even like, he hasn't got a great record, Lampard against, but okay, you're going to argue Lampard, which, but they, I'm not going to argue Lampard. I think, no, I think they're about, they had a much easier group though, Sevilla and, but I think Ollie's smashed Lampard. I, I, but this year will decide it. They both, they both have a lot of talent at their disposal though. That's the thing. Yeah, they have more than Arteta. That is way, way more. Point. But like, I would argue that the talent that Chelsea have at their disposal now, especially in the forward front four or five, it rivals almost anyone in the league, really. It, it, sh- it should do on paper. Think, depends how good you think they are. Mm. But, uh, uh, right, well, obviously. Go right, okay. Uh, sorry, right. What's the best present you've ever got for Christmas, excluding wrestling figures? Well, that was what the answer was going to be. This is from user Jar Fi. Actually, just to rewind, old man Fi uh, had just such a great chat with him this year, and I just want to say thanks for that and uh, have a merry Christmas. But um, Jar Fi, best Christmas present probably Sky Plus oh. when uh, when it first came out. Wow. I remember being a teenager and having the ability to record other sports shows or channels or baseball through the night. And just set it as a button was just like mind blowing. Are me. you going to be following the NBA this year? Start restart. Probably not. No, 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 no. I mean, I was up Monday night losing money on the Steelers and Browns Monday night football, <laughs> um, and with NFL and the other sports. I mean, India Australia cricket starts Boxing Day Test. I think it's a Melbourne cr- MCG. Um, there just isn't sadly time with the child as well to do all the sports. I think so, there's a very. I think this season's got some really nice uh, storylines to it. Has it? Yeah. yeah. I saw I saw this at favourites. I had a quick check last night. I know the Clippers and Lakers played last night. Yeah. You've got those two. Um, you've got the Buck, Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, but I, cause I, I had a look where Golden State are. They're like 30, <sighs> 30 to 1, 31 to 1. They're, so they're rank not coming outsiders close. this year. They're not coming no. close, no. Who's left on the Golden State team? Uh, Steph Curry well, and... Clay's um, injured throughout the season, uh, I think, or out for the year. I know Draymond's injured at the moment, so it's basically just Curry at the moment. And then they've got uh, Andrew Wiggins as well. But he he's obviously a bum. Oh, right. so is Clay Thompson out for the whole year? I think so. I'm not certain right. on that. And, and I saw KD's a very emotional now, uh, Instagram post from Clay Thompson last night. Oh, right. KD and looked Kevin very, Drake's very, back. very, very good last night for the Nets. Is he at Brooklyn? Yeah, him and him and yeah. Kyrie. He looked. Yeah, their third favorite. He looked ridiculously good. I mean, he's playing against yeah. Golden State, but he looked really good. Clippers, Nets, and Lakers. Are the Milwaukee right. as well. Yeah, and then you've yeah, got yeah, Milwaukee. That's it with Janice. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, Robbo, CFC, if FI have a change improvement around the corner, why don't they tell us a bit to install hope or hype? I don't. Yes, deliver. Oh, go on. I was going to say, I don't think we're going to get any promises ever again. Probably not, Robbo, to be fair, because they've been hammered for promising things like Dutch auctions, media monitors, uh, multiple liquidity providers, and everything's fallen flat on its face. So we probably won't have lots of promises anymore. It's just a case of executing, which is why IPOs have probably not been built up. They've just been launched. Mm. So that's probably why, Robbo. Uh, um, yeah, your question. Grills, Martin Greeder, who we're, we're good pals with um, from the Fig Discord. What are your Christmas plans? Have you purchased any of the IPOs? Merry Christmas, chaps. Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, um, I, I haven't. I mean, I want I want these IPO players, but I can't quite justify buying them in this market yeah. climate. So don't doubt them as footballers, but equally, I don't doubt many others that are cheaper or, you know, I mean, I really like Tammy Abraham, as, as we know from last seasons when I done that show, uh, based on his numbers. And, you know, he probably could be picked up for 60, 70p. So I like, there's so many, to be honest, you, you're, be- you're betting on the platform now as much as football. Like, it, most footballers, I could argue, represent very, very, very good value if you believe in the next three to five years roadmap of the company. Mm. Yeah. So these IPOs are extremely good on paper, but so are hundreds of other footballers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally um, agree. Okay, that's, that's a good thing then. Um, FILL, who I hope to talk to over Christmas at some stage, he was having a good chat last night with Otto and um, I think Divi Rascal popped into it. And I massively agree with FILL that the money, it it has left. The, we, we are a far lower volume and capacity now, so people can check out that thread. But he says, what job were you offered at Footstock Panda? Uh, mark, market maker, essentially. <laughs> or... Market controller, whatever you want to label it as. What is it? Uh, yeah. Who's the... Sorry, when you said market controller. You know... Yeah. The, the... the fat controller <laughs> from Thomas. <laughs> yeah. I'll do all my top hat, suit and tie. Hang on to... Do- yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, that could have been a, a very uh, different trajectory for you than the... Uh, could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Um, cold... Oh, go on, over to you. F.I. and Tonic. It's my birthday today. Happy birthday, mm. F.I. and Tonic. Great guy. Happy birthday. And his Leicester Foxes are doing very well, aren't they? If yeah, you could buy me drinks. a gift, what would it be? I'd probably pop out of a cake in like a Mr. Perfect leotard and uh, give you a kiss on the forehead. <laughs> yeah, so because he's always asking for one, isn't he? So, you know, I'd deliver it. <laughs> Uh, a quick clear from Matt Burrows from the Fig Discord. Uh, yes. Fig, Xhaka or Jordan Henderson? I think the answer to that is pretty obvious. Jordan Henderson. Panda. Uh, Jordan Henderson. Hogan or Flair? Is that Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? Yes. Good, good knowledge. Um, oh, I mean, look, there's, uh, in ring and there's a person, Ric Flair, but Hulk Hogan sadly did did dominate the 80s and made wrestling what it is. So Hogan has to be, I'm afraid. Um, and he went Hollywood Hogan in, in the NWO and WCW reign. So mm. has to be Hogan. And then um, both, both turkey or beef? Oh, that's a good question. Um, beef for me. Beef. Medium oh. rare with some yeah. Dijon mustard on the side. Mm. And then he says Merry Christmas. Turkey's Mer- great, Merry Christmas but it can be well, a touch Matt. dry. Merry Christmas, Matt. Yeah. Cold hearted show pony here. Another Matt. Can we have a festive panda story? Also, can we make the blow a reality someday? I'll bring the BMXs. He's got here a photo of um, LB uh, Lee behind us, and you're on a BMX as well. And he's wrapped me up and sort of swaddled me and put me in a basket from the, on, the, on the front of his bike. Uh, like, we can do that, yeah. 
I mean, you'd need a big basket to fit me in, but I would be willing to reenact. I would be willing to reenact that just looking at it. Oh. So yeah, festive panda story. You caught me off guard here. Um, I will have to try and make think about one for next week. Get back to you on that. Can't one. think of a snappy one for now. Um, right, your one. Fi strategist from the Fig Discord, who's uh, on the podcast that goes out this Sunday after Christmas. Um, and apologies on that one. I lost basically like the first fifteen minutes of my audio. So the first seven minutes is just Fi strategist talking. So I've definitely stitched wow. him up in that. But he's good, so don't worry about it. Good. He says, if Fig done well, an old man Fi were old. Were all wrestlers? What would each of their signature finishing moves be? Who is that? Let me write Fig, these names down. Dunwell and Old Man Fi. Fig, Dunwell, and Old Man. Um, so Fig, you're probably the well, you are the youngest, aren't you? So you would do something so, yeah. like a moonsault off the top rope, and you can Google what that is for yourself. Yours would be a moonsault because I think you're athletic enough to pull it off. Uh, Dunwell's would be a DDT because, quite simply, he's a sneaky little devil. You know, you don't expect viciousness off him, but he can strike. Fucking I think a DDT no. doesn't think, require much manual. If you think manual. I'm doing a moonsault, you've got another thing coming, mate. <laughs> and Dunwell doesn't... I don't think Dunwell has much in the gas tank to do any heavy lifting. <laughs> so that's a DDT because his gas tank's on empty. Um, oh, and old, old man... Um, probably the clothes line from hell because <laughs> nice and simple yeah it's a simple and effective one and i think he could pull that off or the batista bomb no yes again another one with not much juice <laughs> left to, be able to do the batista bomb <laughs> that question's just turned into telling uh uh two middle-aged men that they've got not enough, not much left in the tank yeah they're they're on the fuel reserve it's it's flashing up on the dashboard um so that's sad right oh. <laughs> F-I-L-L. Another one from him. How Christmassy are you guys feeling? Any advice? I'd feel more Christmassy. Watch Home Alone with some after eights and put a Christmas hat on. Go for some walks. Um, get outside. Yeah. Are you feeling Christmassy, Fig? Not really. <laughs> Not really at all. Oh, you might. You're like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Uh, F-I Oscar. <laughs> Player A rises to... Th- right, no, hang on. Let me reread this. Oscar says, Player A is £3. Player A rises to £4. That's a 33% increase. Trader then puts big walls in place to stop the rise in the hope that downwards pressure is then created to buy back lower. Is this a good strategy? Or would they make more by allowing the momentum to get prices higher? I suppose it depends on how confident you are that you can buy lower after you create those sell walls. Mm. that's probably the question that you have to ask and then the answer if the answer is yes then yes okay fine uh black widow here from the fig discord do you agree with this year's strictly winner if you guys watch that is and if not who should have won and panda if you were on the show how far would you get in the competition i would definitely be a finalist it's just whether i'd have the sort of i don't know I've said this before. They used to call me snake hips because they used to, at the school discos, they'd literally say to me, it looks like your hips are being dislocated each time you dance because they were so sudden, my jerks from side to side. So I would be a finalist, but probably not at this age able to win the competition. Bill Bailey shouldn't have won it. He wasn't the best dancer. I think it's a bloody disgrace. Um, The best dancer was probably Maisie Smith. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, I know. I didn't watch it, of course. Okay. So, no, okay. <laughs> surprise, surprise. This is FI Rams weekly quick fire round. Yeah, I like this. This is my now favorite. This is the best favorite. I'm going to like it. Favorite one of the week. <laughs> right. Like ready? <laughs> Off we go. Bigger club. Sheffield United or Wednesday? Uh, United? I don't know the answer. I to don't that. know the answer to that. I think it might be Wednesday, you know. I'm, I don't know. Maybe this is beyond my years, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember right. either of them being big clubs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, better striker in their prime, I guess you'd say. I this. saw this and I nearly. Rude Van Nistelrooy or Harry Kane? Harry Kane. It's not Harry even. Kane. Do you know what? All these old blokes who think Rue van Nistelrooy was very good, go have a look at his record versus the top six clubs in the in, in England. I think I'm not going to. I think Sergio. I'm not going to get sucked into this. No, no, you won't because you'll lose. But Sergio Aguero, I think, has more goals in like two games against Tottenham than Rue van Nistelrooy has against like yeah. every single top six club. I don't want to get sucked into this. Played in an easier division think... as well. And no, he was part of he was part of Sir Alex's worst ever teams as well. Like, just come off it. Just get a grip. Harry... Well, recency bias from you youngsters in some of the group chats I'm in actually disgusts me. You've got so much <laughs> arrogance about you all and you haven't lived. You don't know anything. I mean, there's loads of you in that group I could call out now, that slate pool skulls. I mean, it's... But yet the, the, the wise old heads in there that have got a bit of age to them. Again. They know how good he was. Revisionism. We're all backing him up because... <laughs> It's just, it's just, don't do you even, know what it is? It's, I don't even, I'm fuming with this all of a sudden. Yeah. It's, um, it's like we, you it's know. It's typical y- youngsters in this day and age, snowflake. It's just revisionism. <laughs> it's just revisionism. It's, um, no, what's not. it called when you, when you yearn for like yesteryear? Nostalgia. Yeah, you know, nostalgia. Rose-tinted glasses. Rose, nostalgia is always looked at in rose-tinted glasses. And you did retweet something recently about There that. is an element of that amongst mere mortals that like, I saw the top 10 right Oh my all God, time. that was one of the worst lists I've ever seen. And <laughs> it was all yesteryear players because... Blokes playing in the 30s retire. with fucking yeah, we do, we do metal balls about, better than fucking yeah, we, we, Cafu I and do Danny get that. or we, we think more fondly about players from that have retired yeah. or hung up the boots because... The warts have been forgotten when you're watching them week in, week yeah. out. You take them for granted. No doubt about that. There's some truth there. But I'm still not backing down on the arrogance of some of you youths in this group that I see and some of the opinions. So anyway, but Harry Kane is the answer there. Harry Kane is uh, the absolute definite answer there. Do you, do you still think that Ruud van Nistelrooy is better than... Um, uh, do you still think that Ruud van Nistelrooy is better than Aguero? To be fair, I don't. I didn't get involved in the van Nistelrooy debate. I was more stuck into the skulls debate. So Van Nistelrooy versus Aguero. Um, it's not even close. Agu- I'm no, sorry. I mean, Agu- Aguero, Aguero is probably better. People yeah. are nuts. People yeah. are nuts. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry on hating no, on Narvian right. that much. I think it's good. Actually. I, I thought he was good. Good. Arvian, but... good finisher. Good striker. But I mean, again, a, a, a stat padder. Mm, Unfor- unfortunately, I mean, you can go look at the statistics. Better ground. Anfield or ultra? Anfield. Yeah, I think Anfield Champions League nights mm. is just something magical. I like both grounds in Merseyside. I love Goodison Park as well. Um, what's the song they play? Which one? On Zed, is it Zed, Zed Cars? On, at, when they at walk Goodison. out. At Goodison Park. Yeah, I think it is called that. I love that. Um, Goat, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi, better individual player. Ronaldo, better career. Most talented of all time. Probably Maradona or Ronaldinho. Mm, but it's not even in the question is it stupid from you it's messy anyway messy is the answer there uh best hold Kimmich or bruno bruno probably who bruno probably mm, very close it's very, close very, though very close. it's close um probably bruno yeah bruno 
Best Beatles song. Let it be. I was going to say that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. Uh, Rooney. This is a talentful field. Well, is that, is that talent... it from FIRAM? No, no. This is uh, two more oh, he's got. Oh, he's got two more brilliant. Wayne Rooney. Talentful field or unfulfilled? Unfulfilled because... It's one of the greatest questions we've ever got on this podcast. I think it's unfulfilled because when you projected his future ability when he was 16 it was probably greater than his peak if that makes sense i think that is a decentish answer yeah, yeah. um how m- again i don't know whether it's body type or whether i don't i don't know if he got every single ounce out of his body because did he look after it in the no. same way that cristiano ronaldo has no. or some other players i'm not sure P- potentially not but then again if he did look after himself like Cristiano Ronaldo, maybe he'd burn out quicker and he lost the love for the game. You know, not it's not as easy as just to say everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why isn't everyone like Ronaldo? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, that's that's the reason you can't do it. So it's a really hard question. Probably didn't fulfil it. And also he was he played out left a lot of the career yeah, as well. He did. Because of other players in the squad. He Fergie, he, he was the he guy that was and, you know, managers put their arm around the shoulder and went, Can you do a job for me here? Yeah, so probably just about unfulfilled. But the season he had where he played up top on his own. Yeah, 2010-11. Really good. And that's when they got knocked out by Bayern Munich um, when Robin scored. That was an uh, amazing, amazing goal. That was a brilliant football season from oh. him, yeah. Um, and what then goal that was by Robin, by the way. Yeah, it was a very good goal. Is Die Hard a Christmas film? Mm, With no. both You said no, I said yes. Okay. Right, Let's. we better get racing here. I was going to say, you know, we were talking about Ronaldo. Uh Pirlo, you've, I know you've been kind of watching Serie A quite closely this season. How's he, he's got a bit of a Lampard about him, doesn't he, as well? He does, yeah. They picked up some decent form, but last night, uh, Quadrado got sent off and they, they couldn't get... Ramsey was substituted and angry about it and um, they lost 3-0 to Fiorentina. First yeah. time, I think, Fiorentina won there since 08. So I'm looking forward to Inter versus um, oh Verona tonight because I think Verona play quite high press that'd be a good game mm. uh 5 30 but yeah juve i'm not convinced with pirlo at all but they've got a little bit of rhythm recently but i don't know how long good results in the champions league at least yeah some last minute winners a little bit of luck um not overly convinced with pirlo um right ben curtis here from the fig discord yeah, right, how successful race. do you think the biggest advertising war chest has been out of 10 and why how much do you think is left to spend for a possible fi powered by nasdaq campaign who should uh the Euros 2021-22 advertising spends be aimed at regular acupunters or big money uh, traders. No, this brilliant. Who's this from? Ben Curtis. Ben Curtis. Happy Christmas. Brilliant question. That's for FI to decide. I'm getting fatigued now of everyone is throwing their two cents in the ring and telling them how to fix it. They've probably been inundated with responses. And you know what? I bet so many of them contradict each other. And it's now time for them to take it all on board, digest it, decide on what path they want to go down, uh, where do they want to land this product, where can they land it, and obviously advertise, in, well, once they've worked out that question, because we keep saying it to a blue in the face, this identity crisis that's going on, lack of trust, the advertising campaign is probably a three out of ten, if that, I mean, Apple reviews, trust pilot, social media. Three out of ten is pretty kind, I think. Yeah, all falling down. Um we don't need to go over old ground. So, um, yeah, so that's my answer there. Old man FI, if Fig was a wrestler with his current physique, what would be his wrestling attire? Probably a little, probably the, the mankini from Bora, I think. Would be. 
wedged right up there, like very high. God, so. Um, <laughs> so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I just think you'd be at ease in that, especially especially stepping into the ring, coming through the middle ropes. <laughs> uh, football index weathers. To me, IPD in the current form are a main problem in market failing. Should IPD change to goals, assists, and clean sheets and become a three-year bet with micro payments like 0.2p per action? Less need to refresh equals less downward pressure. I thought this was a really interesting question. Um, yeah. I... I just... I just Actually, a very, very good question. Really good question. I haven't really thought about this. I just this reread it. I yeah. just can't. I I am. My opinion is right that I think football index's game to game proposition is not the best out there on the market. What I mean by that is, if I bought Frank Ribery two days ago for the Fiorentina Juve game, just for that game, I don't think that is FI's winning hitting point. I think FI's winning hitting point is the long-term bet and I think they need to double down on that in some way or form. Now, if I couple that with the fact that in-play dividends and order books don't really work together, I think there's something there. And I think, you know, we're at price points now that no matter what or who people hold, people should just just be open to, to, to big change. And I know this is really hard to say when you have money on the on, on the line, but... I mean, realistically, like, is a is a is a media monitor change going to change how much Bruno wins that much in NB? Maybe, maybe not. Like, I, I think I've seen a few people tweet stuff like, "Oh, um, I don't really want a PB matrix change, but I, I do hope that they change it so uh, you can get a clean sheet after seventy minutes." And I'm like, "Well, so you do want a PB matrix change?" <laughs> so I think we should just be really open to to change at this point, um, Panda. And I don't know if you agree. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. I am now open to it. Yeah. Um, Bitcoin Yoda Football Index. Good answer, by the way, from you, I think. Um, it's Christmas morning. You can choose one of the two following announcements. I saw this Sa- question. Really good. Sancho signs for Manchester United in a £120 million deal. No update from FI on liquidity providers or roadmap. Or Pochettino to Dortmund. Sancho signs a new five-year deal. And FI release a positive update on liquidity providers and a roadmap. Oh, Bitcoin Yoda. Um, I, I genuinely think the second option, which might surprise some people, mm. I think Pochettino to Dortmund to get more out of Sancho, new five-year deal means he's there for another three, realistically. But if the FI release was hugely positive on liquidity providers and a roadmap, then that strengthens the whole market. Hmm. Yeah, but it's close. It's close. Obviously, for me especially. But <laughs> I think just the second option. Yeah. Um, go on. Uh, ben Q here from the Fig Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash football index guide. Go check that out. Like that. Ben Q, uh, would it have been smart to present Adam Cole becoming chairman and Mike CEO as a simple restructuring rather than him stepping down? I feel like the news further unsettled the market when it could have been presented as a positive expansion of the company. It's also worth noting that. In many companies, the chairman remains a more important figure than the CEO. 
Yeah, that's right. And uh, I, yeah, don't have a lot to say about it. It was a cosmetic change, in my opinion. It's not as if Adam and Mike aren't tied at the hip, um, but it just Adam had to step down after the, the deceitful comms, which may sound harsh, but I'm afraid that's how you have to look at them. Someone so, had to take the fall. Someone had to take the fall, and that, that was that. So I proof of being the pudding, as we keep saying yes. there. Um, Chris Barker, Merry Christmas to you. And um, I was going to ask this one. Tied. Oh, go on there. Okay, what are your top three iconic moments? Maybe just one, one each. Four. Go on. Iconic moments in Premier League history. Great question. Number one that always jumps out to me is when Steve Bruce scores a last-minute goal at Old Trafford and Fergie comes on the pitch and he slides on his knees. Do you remember that? No, it was a bit before my time. I think it was mid-90s. I always see it on Premier League years. Premier League years so is that, a great show, by the way. Yeah, but he, he, he comes out and he hugs Brian Kidd, who's the number two. I think it's like they score in the 93rd minute and Fergie's just going berserk. So that was a good one. Um, I mean, Aguero scoring the winning goal is... Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. Um, the way it breaks to him. And the Cantonal Kung Fu kick. Chris Dambul. Uh, oh, shit. Exiled FI has literally said, yeah, Fergie, Brian Kidd on the pitch. Has he? Bruce oh, scored wow. the late winner. Wow. I tell you That's what, the- I tell you what, the, the Gerard slip for me was... Gerard one of the most like I remember watching it and just being like I don't actually believe that that has happened do you know what I mean because like the the Aguero one it was kind of like QPR knew they were safe like you can literally see them having chats with with the guys on the touchline they knew they were safe they were just kind of there to see out the game and and the city were pressing and pressing and pressing to win I know it's amazingly impressive to do what they did but like I kind of like it made sense. Do you know what I mean? In my well, head. what I loved about that Liverpool one, and I do enjoy this, is when he played Crystal Palace away and Gerard says, we mustn't let this slip. And oh. he was like acting the big man in front of the camera, not letting them into the huddle. And then obviously the next week or week after oh, he slips oh, and Jose, he's got the cold. He hasn't shaved. He's gone up there in the body warmer looking scruffy. Plays Denver bar. Pull- yeah, he pulls off the upset under the weather. And he looks all dis like disheveled. Uh, do, you, do you know another one? Jose. Mourinho throwing his, uh, throwing his medal into the crowd? No, that doesn't. Don't remember that. Don't remember all. that. Do, what, no. what about uh, what about op- Beckham halfway line, Selhurst Park, Wimbledon? Yeah, the lob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cracker. Uh, Rooney bicycle kick as well. Yes, Henri versus Spurs. Oh, at Highbury halfway line oh, dribble. Beautiful. I, I prefer the the Henri chip and swivel against United. That's my favourite. Uh, when he lit what beats Bartes. Yeah, beautiful. Sort of swerves it beautiful, away. Beautiful yeah. goal. Um, the. The do you remember the Rafa Benitez uh, press conference when he just absolutely loses his head? When he, yeah, when he when talks, he talks about, about if you want to talk about facts, facts. yeah, which we'll talk about which goes facts. into yeah, which goes into Keegan and his run. Oh my word, yeah. I liked Newcastle beating United five 0 with Philip Albert getting oh, the chip. The chip, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. not remember that. I do actually remember. He goes that. through on goal and Martin Tyler's commentating, and yeah, they smash him five 0 mm. um, God, so many Premier League iconic moments. I do the Arshavin four goals for me was just. Was that not in the League Cup? Was it? Uh, no. Again, ooh, Liverpool in the league. Was it in the league? Was it in the league? Whether it was in the league. Well, they league drew 4 4. Yeah. And it ended. So was yeah. it in the FA Cup or was it in the league? Uh, I mean, Leicester winning the league. Ah, the, the Leicester performance one. away to Man City was. Yeah. That was the one where I was like, they're going to win it. Yeah, that might be top three. That was special. Yeah. Right. Sorry. But, oh, God, time games. I've got to get off in eight minutes um, Merry Christmas to you both from FI Gardner and honestly I just want to say sending all my love to your uh, little yes little congratulations chap, is it? Little boy, is it? 
Congratulations, Gardner, and you've been a mainstay of all the FI podcasts and messaging. Um, Merry Christmas, both. What is planned to get his uncle as a late birthday Christmas present? Well, I won't be able to see him this year because we're both in our own tier fours, so we're not allowed to mix. So I'll get him something when I see him in February, maybe a picture of Harry the dog. <laughs> okay. He doesn't, he doesn't like dogs. That's, the, that's not really funny. It's, it's just an in-joke for me, I'm afraid. Uh, CCFI, in which sports do you think you have the biggest edge in terms of betting, excluding football? Oh, um, maybe in play NFL, mm. Mm, or maybe in play T Twenty cricket potentially, maybe cricket. Um, Simon Southgate says here Legion of Doom or Bushwhackers. Um, so Legion of Doom easily. Earthquake or Typhoon? Earthquake. His athleticism and dropkick was was something special. And should I top up my Rashford holding? Yes. I'm 100% sure of that. He has looked extremely good the last few weeks. Really, actually. really, really good. Really sharp. Um, yeah, he's looked brilliant. His, his, so, his yeah. shoulder drops have become very good to watch, actually. Yeah, he's really been enjoyable. Um, okay, last few for you. For you. I've got one left, now. really. FI Callum Percy. Oh, I've got many left. Okay, go, go on. on. Uh, go FI Callum no, no, Percy. Do you think the scoring matrix rewards mediocrity and needs significantly change? Significant change. A real life example was watching Alex Wobie shell mm. three consecutive crosses out for a goal kick in the time minutes against Burnley mm. and gets rewarded with nine points in the scoring yep, matrix. Yep, yep. Okay, good question. Ideally, I would change the matrix and the dividend structure. I think that you wouldn't want to do the dividend structure before the um the matrix yeah because i don't think this matrix works for a threshold performance dividend structure so i would i would be okay well if they changed the matrix next summer and got it world class and then went for a dividend structure the year after that'd be okay i did i'd like them done in one go um because i just don't think on an order book system with this thin liquidity you can have someone like let's say buy and sign a set piece taker next year all those kimmich holders instantly if he doesn't go to take a corner the volatility is too much for this matrix i think so um so that's my answer on that one what do you think Fig? yeah i mean look even people who don't want it changed if you said to them if fi were to start giving clean sheets out at 70 minutes rather than 90 minutes they'd say yes mm. so i think in answering that question with a yes you're kind of open to it being improving improved yep yep um and then this last few fi big man bets happy christmas in a vacuum sancho is the best bet on the platform in my opinion however he already makes up full percent of my portfolio how do you guys tackle balancing the maximizing of your ev going all in on sancho versus a balanced port what's your thought process and merry christmas um for me i've, I've i know it's controversial i've never been a big fan of diversification of football index to me i look at my in the, this the, isn't the, an the investment brothers um retiring oh yeah they retired yeah Oh, yes, I see that. I saw Alan Cooper tweet about that. Um, look, Football Index is a gambling platform, but I'm just talking about where Panda's personal funds go. <laughs> I look at Football Index and I look at that in a combination with where other bits of my money go. So Football Index, to me, is diversification in itself. I don't necessarily think I need to worry too much about diversifying within Football Index. Does that make sense? Mm. So... You know, if you think about property or cash ISAs or, or Betfair or um, Smarkets or whatever, you know, at different asset classes, crypto, whatever it may be. So I don't tend to, to me, Football Index, the platform is the gamble mm. um, as opposed to diversifying within players within it. So I play it slightly differently to others. 
That's fair. That's fair. Um, Stephen Reeve, bigger surprise. Leicester winning the PL in 15-16 fig or Arsenal being relegated 2020. <laughs> the bigger surprise. <laughs> I don't think we'll get relegated, to be fair. But what would be the biggest surprise? Us getting relegated would be mad. Do you think more of a surprise than Leicester winning the league? We're massive, though. Uh, I don't want to duck this question. This is for me specifically. I've got to answer the fans fully. When does Sancho's performance stop becoming bad form and actually his real level? His form is dreadful. He hasn't scored a goal yet in the Bundesliga uh, and it goes on like that, but a short time. Um, it would be a concern for me if we were having this discussion next year. I don't think it's heads at Dortmund. Uh, I play quite a lot of attention to off-field antics and the effect that has, whether it's Greenwood with his friend or falling out with the England squad whether it's, um, you know, Mbappe maybe struggling a little bit emotionally. There aren't many youngsters that haven't had dips in form. I can think of Brazilian Ronaldo. Um, Messi hasn't. There's maybe a few others, but Zidane, Rivaldo, Pavel Nedved, Xavi, like most great footballers I, I've watched have always had rocky periods where there'd be six months or nine months of form. So this wouldn't be a concern for another year yet, in my opinion. Mm. Um, any others probably probably why well, so many but what Christmas presents you always want as a child but never got probably rollerblades <laughs> any good portfolio tracking tools no I don't track what should you, why should you just keep faith in FI much longer uh, when they continue to let us down risk appetite personal preference when should we buy back in personal preference risk appetite I'd say now probably but you can <laughs> wait for liquidity providers so that'd be Easter your greatest PB moment. Haven't had one. Uh, with <laughs> media on Christmas Day, Cavani. Uh, top five Christmas drinks. Number one, eggnog. Who wins media Christmas Day? Cavani. I said that. Panda's going to be extinct in, extinct in 10 years, probably, unless they pull their fingers out or, or their, their penis, quite literally. As a super forecast, that next city high flyer. How much do you reckon FI spent on the Christmas party this year? Probably about £6,000. Did Brett, what? in fact, screw do you think Brett? They, do you think they spent £6,000 on their Christmas party? Yeah, comfortably. But what Christmas party? The FI Christmas party. Do you think there was a Christmas party though? Maybe, yeah. But we were in tier three in London. You've had a decent year, why not? (laughs) (laughs) They've they've taken the cash out of the mark. I mean, they're brilliant. They're they're flying. (laughs) Did did Brett in fact screw Brett? No. How many seasons should it take a Jets? Oh my God. How many seasons should it take a Jets NFL, a Jets level NFL team, Super Bowl contender? Through draft pick and trades depends. The Jets are in a very good position with Quinn and Williams, with um, ah, oh, with uh, the left tackle um, who I forgot who's a monster. They've got the Jets could do it in five years probably. Um, in which sport is the biggest edge? Right, I think we're done. I think we're done, mate. Nice, good, good effort there. Good effort there. <laughs> I'm sorry we didn't get to all of them. Oh, are you worried about footstock taking over from FI? No, because pigs don't fly. <laughs> uh, if you could, if you could only have one nationality, there's more chance of uh, me taking over from HSBC as a there's Panda Private Bank than there is of that. Uh, if you could have only PPB. one nationality in your port, English not allowed. What would it be, Fig? French. Yes, I think so. Mm. Right, we're done. I think we're done. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I do look. I'm so I, I feel a lot of sympathy for everyone. Um, What's, what's ASP saying here on a tweet? I don't know. I don't know. He seems to be upset about something, but I'll read that later. But Merry Christmas. We we both feel bad, I think, for the state of 
as things are and um you know we, let's hope for a better 2021 mm. and have a lovely time try and block it out and enjoy a few days with your family because money comes and goes football index is going to be around and kick on in 2021 but cherish the memories of christmas day and boxing day cherish the memories we are going to be here next wednesday again i might be unless i want a break unless he wants a break we're going to be i'm confirmed. i'm going to be definitely here next Good. wednesday panda might take uh, i might take, take a week wednesday off. off and maybe we've roped yeah. well in um <laughs> <laughs> people are get you get more listeners for that yeah probably would him or Libby, whoever wants to step up or maybe asp <laughs> who knows and uh, who knows yeah got many many uh tentacles out or there, maybe i'll just fly reach. out to hong kong and, and oh yeah get my mate on yeah yeah you could do yeah <laughs> right thank you very much everyone have a great day thank you for listening have a great christmas and we'll have more fit class section for you next have week. a fantastic christmas bye bye